Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Today, we are talking about uncovering your purpose, getting uncomfortable, landing your dream job, being an, a forerunner and a leader. So many incredible things that all really come together. And I'm talking with my friend EC. EC is incredible. I feel like in so many ways, we are kindred spirits on a variety of things, but she brings really unique perspectives. She has such a unique career journey and it now really helps women um, in that area of their life. She calls herself a business and career growth strategist. I think she's so much more than that, Um, but she is the founder of Powerful Women Make Power Moves. And her whole goal through that is helping black women uncover their purpose, land their dream job and live a rich life and a fulfilled life. And so she and I have been talking a lot and we talked about, you know, what does this look like in our lives as women? What is this? How do we apply this to whatever area that we're working in? How do we uncover our purpose? I get asked that question all the time. That's a huge part of my brand and my work as well as helping women uncover their purpose. And so all that said, we've just had so many incredible conversations um, recently. And I said, you've got to get on the podcast. I'd love to just have you share some of this with our community, the mindset that she challenges us to adopt, um, the the lens that she challenges us to look through, the um, um, way that she just really encourages us in, in in her words to level up and to boss up. And I just think she brings such a refreshing perspective, such a encouraging and empowering perspective. And more than that, she really is committed to equipping women with the tools they need. So all that said, I feel like I could ramble about this, but I'm just going to let you listen to this conversation. I think you're going to learn a lot. I think you're going to be empowered. I think you're going to be challenged. Um, I hope you love it as much as I do. Without further ado, here is my conversation with EC. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. EC, my friend, welcome to She. I'm just so pumped to get to share you with all my people. Thanks for having me, Jordan. Absolutely. So glad to be here. Absolutely. Um, let's, we were talking for like ever before we started recording. And then I was like, we need to be recording this and put this on the show. Um, so we have a lot of really good things to talk about. We got to FaceTime a couple of weeks ago and I feel like we've just, I mean, I don't know from the get go though. I felt like we were just kindred spirits in so many ways. Yeah. Um, just so many similar um, just approaches to work and life. And obviously we come from very different backgrounds, but I felt like we were so aligned in so many things. And so I thought I got to get this girl on the show. I think you're going to bless our, our community so much and you have so much wisdom to share. So I'm looking forward to hearing all the things, but let's start with some of your background. Like, tell me about not only your personal background, but also what that looks like, um, and how that's influenced your work. Like what has your personal and career background looked like? Oh, awesome question. So I'll start from when I was five months old. Um, (laughs) Perfect. Let's just go all the way back. (laughs) All the way back. So I am originally Nigerian, right? And I'm a Nigerian American now. Came to the country when I was five months old with my parents. And having immigrant parents has been really important in this story because my parents saw me and they were like, you know what? EC, you're smart. We taught you how to read when you're three. You're going to be a doctor, right? Mm -hmm. And this started my whole journey. And if you know anything about immigrant parents, you can either be a doctor, an engineer, or a lawyer. And, um, you know, they want economic security for you, all that good stuff. And they want a little prestige. They don't mind a little prestige. And Mm -hmm. so I'm going through life and I'm just like, I'm going to be a doctor. One day I looked up, well, who's the highest paid doctor? An anesthesiologist? Cool. I'll be an anesthesiologist. Mm -hmm. And this whole time I'm journeying and going through high school, doing really well, get to college and I become a bio major 
and I start failing. I failed a organic chemistry class and I don't fail. Like right? <laughs> EC has great grades. I'm a straight A student. We'll supposed some be sprinkled in, mm-hmm. but it hit me like a ton of bricks. And it was a defining moment in my career. And it's crazy how God will literally use failures to redirect you mm-hmm. because that failure made me sit down and ask myself, is this what I'm really called to do? And so I talk a lot about purpose in my work because purpose drives you like nothing else mm-hmm. in this world. Mm-hmm. And when you get connected with your purpose and your calling and you get crystal clear, you literally become unstoppable because you connect with what God deposited in you when he dropped you on this earth. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I stopped and I remember I prayed that summer. Like I had an internship at a, a hospital. I told them I'm not coming. They were like, you took someone's, I was like, I'm not coming. Mm-hmm. And I got on my face for the entire summer. And I was just like, Lord, I am so lost. Mm-hmm. I don't think this doctor thing is for me, even though I've been groomed to be a doctor. And that's when it was like in 2008 and the economy had been crashing and things like that. And I found myself really interested in business. And I was like, would I dare make such an incredible pivot? Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of us are in a time where, it is time for us to pivot and we just don't have the courage or we are just so afraid. And it's like, can I dare to pivot at this time in my life? And I always tell the women in my community, if you have a pulse and air in your lungs, you have an opportunity to live your dream life and live life on your terms. So though I work mostly with millennial women, I have women in my community that are 45, 55 and older. And I have a woman in my community. I love her so much. Her name is Joan. She's 55. And Joan is Aww. reconfiguring her entire <laughs> life, starting a brand new career, all that. Right. And so wow. I'm on my face this summer praying and I'm just like reading the word. I have like a bunch of scriptures that I read. Hey God, what are your promises? Do you keep your promises? What am I doing? And I decided to move into business and I start my major as a senior. Um, which sounds crazy to a lot of people. And my parents were looking at me like, what are you doing? And I had had like three or four majors. And when you're journeying to purpose, Mm -hmm. it's messy, right? And I always say action begets clarity. And so it was me taking action and exposing myself to different things that brought me to a place where I was like, oh, wait, this is actually what I want to do in my life. So I start networking and connecting with people. And even though I had failed a failed grade on my transcript, I was more than a GPA and I wanted people to see that. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up getting two job offers coming out of college that I didn't really apply for. Um, And I took an interesting path and became a teacher. So Mm -hmm. I ended up leaving school with an accounting degree. I became a teacher through Teach for America. And I ended up working in DC teaching fifth grade math, which I loved. Mm -hmm. And it was great for me in that season. And I got a master's in education. Mm -hmm. So just the, you know, I'm the girl that was supposed to be a doctor who got an accounting degree with a minor in entrepreneurship, became a teacher and get a mass, got a master's in education. Sounds, <laughs> sounds like a mess. Makes right? complete and sense. No, I just want to like, I just want to say thank you for sharing that reality because I think we so often think the journey to purpose is linear and clear. Um, and most of the time it's actually like a tangled ball of yarn. It's messy. It's, it's yeah. actually like um, when I was growing up, my mom would always say life is a series of taking risks. And that sounds exactly yeah. like what you did of risking, yeah. you know, kind of everything that you had been groomed to do and prepared to do and study to do to make this change. And I've made many of those pivots in my life and over the course of my career. So I can relate. And I think many of our listeners can relate to feeling like you try this and there's something you take away from it that's good or shows you something that yeah. you do like or that you just absolutely do not want to do or do not enjoy. Yes. And then you're able to apply that to the next kind of stepping stone in the journey. And you're able to start pulling these different elements to where even though you may not have actually said, okay, I'm becoming a doctor or, okay, I'm fully going to embrace this path. It, I don't think any of it's a waste. And maybe you can speak into that too, but I think you're able to use different elements of that to do what you ultimately end up doing, even if it takes a little while to get there and get the clarity on where that, what that's supposed to be. Absolutely. And it's, it's so fun watching in hindsight, how my entire journey comes together so beautifully. But when I was in it, of course it didn't feel that way. But even on my journey, I always had this determination, Jordan, to operate in my purpose and calling because I knew in purpose and calling, I would find fulfillment and joy. And I always push my women and I'm like, listen, you have so much potential. If you only knew what you were truly capable of, Mm. if you would only tap in to the well of of potential and amazingness in your life, man, you would be a person 
that you didn't even think was possible. Mm-hmm. And, and that is what gets me so fired up. And I knew that about myself. I knew I had potential. I knew there was something in me. Mm-hmm. I just knew I just had to figure it out. And so even when I was teaching and it was time to renew my contract, because of course, as you know, teaching is a year long thing. Mm-hmm. I couldn't renew that contract. I knew it was time for me to move on. And I didn't really know where to next. Hmm. And I remember the conversation with my principal. She was like, hey, you've been doing great work with your kids. And we're excited to have you back. And I was like, I can't come back. And it's not you, it's me. Hmm. And I knew it was time to move on. I wasn't settled. I wasn't truly fulfilled in that position. Hmm. And all the while, Jordan, for the past, it's been, okay, so at that time, it had been five, 10 years. I don't even know. I had been studying digital marketing on my own. Hmm. So a common thread in my life, I call these golden threads. So when you're looking for your purpose or trying to figure it out, I say that you uncover your purpose. You don't discover Hmm. because your purpose is in you, right? Discover is this external thing. But when you uncover, uncover, it's just you peel back the layers. So. I love that. You <laughs> no, love sorry that. to cut you off. But that's, that's literally, I mean, it's, I'm like, did you read Own Your Every Day? Because I literally wrote, I think so many people ask, how do I find my purpose? And I kept noodling yeah. on that for a while because I thought, I don't know if that's the right question to be asking because yes. we act like it's this like far off mystical like treasure we have to find without like, I, I don't think that's actually the case. I think it's more of a thing of just like finding it within yourself. Like it's always been there. Um, So to say like, find my purpose, it's like not the right way to say it because it's never been lost in the first place. I think sometimes we, we look at it wrong. And so I try to think about it like, Rather than saying I need to find my purpose, I think it needs to be more like if you're looking for something, maybe what you're really looking for is the purpose has been in you all along. Like that's been there since the day you were born. But I think what we are actually wanting and looking for is how do I like once I uncover what my purpose is, how do I clarify the the unique way in which I can carry that out? What does that look like (sighs) lived out in my life? And I think that's what we're really looking for is more of the specific pathway in which we carry out our purpose. But we are so busy looking for that, that we actually miss the purpose that's already inside of us. Yes. Yes. And we miss how our purpose is walked out and already expressing itself in everyday life. And one thing I always tell people, Jordan, when it comes to purpose is sometimes you just need to sit down and reflect. Yeah. Like sometimes you just need to stop moving and think and put the pieces together, put the golden pieces, golden threads together. A golden thread in my life has always been this obsession with transformation. And that's one thing I tell my clients when you're trying to seek out your purpose, I have a 23 page workbook that I have them go through. And we turn a blind eye a lot to the things that are important to us and we take them for granted. And I think that's something the enemy likes us to do. We have certain gifts and strengths and we discount them because they come so easy to us. Mm. Right. And so that's a major tool he uses to ensure that people don't operate in their purpose. Because if you get um, clear on what you're good at, you become unstoppable. Right. And it all comes together. And so if you I love watching HGTV shows, not because I really want that type of house, but I love seeing transformation from nothing to something. And that has been a common thread in my life, whether I was teaching, whether I was doing business work, whatever I was doing, I love transformations. Mm -hmm. And so. Even when I was at that job and I said, listen, I'm, it's time for me to go. And I didn't know where I was going next. I had been studying digital marketing for years. And I actually learned that growth strategy and digital marketing strategy was my true love. And that's definitely not a career anyone's talking about in college or high school mm-hmm. or anywhere. Especially when parents- we went to school. <laughs> Oh, I get asked if I studied things like social media or digital marketing. I was like, that wasn't even really an option. And it wasn't even that long ago. (laughs) At all. Yeah. Right. Right. And so it's just, I had become, you know, I was self-taught and I'd studied it and I decided, and funny enough, I was nannying. So I left my job. It was time to renew. And they were like, okay, if you're not going to renew, you're not going to renew. And when the new school year came, I thought I would have a new job, but I didn't. Um, And I I was smart and I was sharp and I had this resume and I thought it was glorious. But what was crazy is I had forgotten the strategies I had used in college to land my dream jobs. Right. Mm -hmm. And all this work I'm doing has propelled me into the work I'm doing now with powerful women. And so I had went back to networking with my friends, letting them know what I'm doing. And my friend connected me to my first client Hmm. in my career in digital marketing. And that client, you know, her work took off and she let me work on her business and use all that I knew. And I still talk to her today and I still consult with her today, five years Hmm. later. Hmm. And then that morphed into 
me starting Powerful Women Make Power Moves, which I kind of started on accident. Mm. I started it five years ago, um, 2015, and it was the year I was getting married. And I wanted to do an event for women. Mm. And I was like, you know what, I'll make some money and these women can get, you know, their lives together. It's a win-win. And my best friend was like, you see, you're being kind of a hot mess right now. Like either you're going to do this event and do it well, you're not going to sit here and do it just to make some money. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, okay. Accountability. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. And I had always had a passion for giving women, especially black women, the tools and strategies they needed to win. Because I mm-hmm. feel like a, a lot of people do a lot of empowerment. You go girlfriend. Yeah. But not a lot of people tell you how exactly to go get it. girlfriend. Right. right? So yes, this is why I love you. <laughs> <laughs> that is, my passion and obsession and Mm -hmm. there were people in college and people in my life I'm really big on mentorship and I'm really big on um, building relationships that take me to the next level I feel like relationship is one of the key strategies and gifts that Mm -hmm. we are missing as a generation because relationships unlock wisdom and they unlock next level and they unlock strategy and I love it when my mentors tell me listen I've traveled this road these are all the potholes go around them and as a woman who loves Jesus and is pursuing him I am not of the school of thought that I need to learn things on my own Mm -hmm. or I need to make certain mistakes on my own that's what I mean um before I know that there are mistakes I have people who are wiser and older who have gone before me that can give me sound wisdom and advice and Mm -hmm. so relationship building and and networking has been tremendous in my life and in my business and in my career and I realized women didn't really know how to do that and couldn't really leverage it to land their dream job so when I started Powerful Make Power Moves I wanted to start something where women would get real strategies to win there are a lot of empowerment movements and I think they all have their place and they're beautiful Mm -hmm. letting people know the potential they have but when we stop there Yep. It it to me it's we're missing something. So we couple our work. So powerful women make power moves as a community of black millennial women who are determined to kill it in their careers and win in their lives. And so we empower, but we also equip mm-hmm. and then we also hold you accountable through community. Mm-hmm. You know, so the thing you said you were gonna go do, sis, mm-hmm. you need to go do it. Mm-hmm. And so those three things together have helped us build women up and women have paid off crazy amounts of debt, landed multiple job offers, six figure um, salaries, going from unemployed to six figures, $40,000 raises, finally knowing what their, their um, purpose is and, and having clarity and having multiple job offers after being miserable. I mean, women are literally transforming their lives and I would not have gotten where I am right now with powerful women where I am teaching because remember I taught for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had a business degree. I love business with an entrepreneurial minor. I'm an entrepreneur. Now mm-hmm. I spoke in front of a classroom for years. So my speaking skills and presentation skills are awesome. Mm-hmm. I have done digital marketing and I still consult with companies on their digital marketing. And I use that digital marketing now to fuel the growth of my business. Right. So every single thing I did, every stop on my journey it added to where I am now and it prepared me for this moment Mm. and that is a beautiful full circle you know kind of moment I've come to now in 2020 and so it's been a journey right Mm. starting from when I was five months old and I came to this country to where I am now but it all makes sense now and everything's been rooted in purpose in this pursuit of purpose With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. I'm like, these are incredible. (laughs) 
Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one for one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients, and it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. So good. I remember when we had our first phone call and you were sharing this this journey with me and I remember just feeling like I could see myself in it in so many ways. And I think that's yeah. what I'm what I was hopeful for listeners to kind of even if even if you're listening and you feel like, well, I haven't quite had my light bulb ding 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 moment where it's all beautifully come together. I feel like I'm still in the middle of the mess. Um, just to be encouraged by that because I think most of us, especially as women, I think we are so creative and I think many of us are multi-interested, multi-talented and multi-passionate, which can be such a blessing and also so challenging. Um, So challenging. And so I think sifting through some of that and being able to find the, the key elements that can eventually come together it all starts to begin to make sense, even if it takes some time. And so I just want to encourage anyone who feels like they're maybe in the middle of their discovery to keep going, honestly, to keep taking risks, to try to find yes. and just analytically reflect, like you said, and look at, okay, even though I did this, 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 and this, and they all look really random and unrelated, what are the common skills that I picked up? Or what yes. are things that I could apply to what I'm really finding myself interested in now or where I'm starting to see these kind of the, the melting pot, if you will, of like different skills and experiences fusing together, even if I don't use all of what I did with teaching, right? Maybe you're not creating yeah. lesson plans as much as you used to or yeah. grading. Okay, you may not need those skills, but the one thing you can take away from it is public speaking and pre- presentation, right? So like yeah. start just looking at what elements of what I've gone through or what I've experienced could I pull from even if I don't use or stick with one of those few things that I've that I've done in the past. So Absolutely. I'm really glad you shared that because that's Thank I just you. relate to your story so much. And I think so many women do. And I would yes. love to know, like, OK, so now you're in this place where you have powerful women make powerful moves. or Is it power moves or powerful moves? I don't want to say it wrong. Power moves. Power moves. Okay. Powerful women. It's a mouthful. I'm like, easy. <laughs> did you really need a name this long? But it's <laughs> hey, that's OK. That's OK. Make power moves. Got it. OK. So with that, one thing that you had shared with me when we were talking And then I want to, I have another question too, but you had said something that resonated with me. And I think this will resonate with a lot of women in our community and feel like you don't need to get into like the, 
like a whole lot of it, but I would just love to hear kind of from your heart and your perspective as someone who, you know, you're strong in your faith, but you're also really committed to a fulfilling career. And I think a lot of women feel a tension with that. Like they feel like if I'm fulfilled Mm. in my career, that's somehow selfish. Or um, I think there's a lot of like shame that's existed for women when it comes to that. And you had said something that really resonated with me when we were talking. You said something like, I want women to understand, like I can be a powerful woman and I can still like, have a good relationship with my husband or submit to my husband or you said something like that and I remember thinking like that's how I think like let's have a conversation about this so I'm just curious like can you just unpack that I don't remember exactly how you said it but I just remember you touched on that kind of tension so unpack that for us for a second because I think this is really where so many of us are how much time do you have I know right a part two of this podcast (laughs) I know Um, that is man Jordan it's loaded and so when I think about, you know, the Proverbs 31 woman, right, or Deborah, who was a judge in the Bible, women are, oh, we are incredible. We're special. We're mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're different from men in how we move. And I love to honor our differences. I know, first of all, when it comes to pay gap, pay me what I'm worth, right? Mm-hmm. Pay me. We're doing the same work. Right. I think we are in a place in society right now that's very interesting and sometimes very challenging because we are taking some of the focus off of what makes women so strong and beautiful mm. and amazing. Mm. I am not a man. I don't want to be a man. Mm. Men move in a certain way and that works for them. And women move in a certain way that works for us. And there's power and beauty and strength in that. So the first thing I had to do was own how powerful and beautiful and amazing I was as a woman mm. and what makes me great as a woman. The next thing I had to understand is God brought me to this earth with purpose and he gifted me to do certain things. And what we have to be careful about is owning our gifts in this world, pursuing purpose, and also keeping what's first first. And that's why I said this is, this is I feel like a whole nother podcast sometimes, Probably. but I'm in a place, <laughs> yeah, I'm in a place, Jordan, where, man, when, it's, when you say driven, your girl is driven. Mm-hmm. If you leave me with my laptop, I can work all day. And not just because I, I want to make lots of money and build multi-million dollar businesses. Yeah, I'm going to do that. But I genuinely love the work I do. I am type A. I am full of just all the things. Mm-hmm. And I have an incredible husband who is a leader, who loves me, who sees my potential and just is like, go be great, do your thing. I'm taking care of this while you're taking care of that. Mm-hmm. In the same breath, we remind ourselves of the things that are important. And sometimes if I'm going to be really transparent right now, he has to remind me like, you see, I, I know you, you, you know, I know you love the girls. You should probably spend some time with them too, <laughs> because if you let me, I'll work all day mm-hmm. sometimes. Right. And that's mm-hmm. hard to admit. And a lot of people don't talk about the, the, the struggle sometimes and the challenge when you are a woman of purpose and mm-hmm. you are pursuing your purpose and killing the game. Yeah. Sometimes you feel the struggle and the tension, mm-hmm. but what has helped me and my household is embracing womanhood, embracing that I am a mother mm. and that I do have an incredible home that I love to keep and that my husband also keeps at home with me. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also honest in the things that I prioritize and, and there's nothing wrong with, you know, prioritizing my home, prioritizing my children. And I don't believe it's celebrated enough. And mm-hmm. I have a problem with that. You know, you and I are in this entrepreneur world and we know people love to celebrate six figure months and five yeah. figure months and 10 figure launches and all the things. Yeah. But there isn't a lot of celebration around the woman who can do all those things, but decides that I'm going to turn off my computer and just spend time with my kids and I'm offline. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't champion her as much as the woman I just had my first seven figure day. And so for me, I am constantly working on prioritizing what's important. And sometimes I get it wrong. And that's why I have an incredible Mm -hmm. husband who I happily submit to, which is another conversation because I know a lot of people struggle with the concept of submission, but Mm -hmm. he empowers me. He encourages me. He is my biggest cheerleader. And I mean, it's just, he's incredible. And and when we talk about marrying well, you have to marry someone who's not threatened by your potential, Mm. but wants to help you um, stoke your fire and Mm. grow it. And as a woman, though, you need to also understand what's important to you. Mm -hmm. Um, And in your pursuit of purpose, understanding that your home and your children are part of that purpose and your husband as well. And that is not a thing of weakness and it's not a burden and it's not something that holds us back. 
Mm-hmm. It's something that plays harmoniously with what God has called us to do in this earth. Yeah. So it's a loaded question, I know, but I know I am pursuing my purpose. I'm my business is growing. I'm I'm gonna have seven people on my team by the end of July, mm-hmm. right? And it, there's so much growth and expansion, growth and revenue, growth in people, growth and impact, mm-hmm. and. I do feel the challenge sometimes, but I, I'm leaning in and I'm figuring it out through prayer and through a lot of conversation with my husband. And by us doing those two things, I have not been quote unquote held back. Mm-hmm. And um, I am, I'm doing the work and I love it. So I hope that answers your question. I know that was a lot. It's a loaded topic, no, but good. it can be done. Well, I wanted to ask you about it. I appreciate you unpacking it. Um, you still did that very concisely, which I'm very impressed by. But um, thank you. I think it's an important question because as we talk about being powerful women who make power moves and as you are serving, you know, women in that space and you have a very specific demographic that you're serving, um, yeah. which is great. I think when we talk about it like that, I know that as a woman who kind of can feel like you're straddling that tension of what's first and what's most important. Mm. And honestly, those things are ultimately the why, like me, I always go back to why did I even start a business? It was because, well, I want to be a stay at home mom and that journey has proven to be harder than I ever anticipated. Um, but the reality is that's still my why. And I am fiercely Mm. unapologetically pursuing not a business to have a seven, eight, what a hundred thousand figure business. Like, I don't care. Like I will do those things. Cause I'm just yeah. like you, I'm driven. I'm like, I know how to turn this into this. I know how to scale that. Like I could do that all day long, but I got to a point a couple years ago, about a year and a half ago, actually, where we started to pivot from career goal chasing only to, okay, now it's like this season where we really want to lean into building our family because that's why we Mm. started these things to begin with, like to have flexibility. And it's so easy to lose sight of those things when you have career goals or whatever. Sometimes you can get so focused on the number or the achievement or the thing, which is great. Um, But if you're kind of beginning to lose sight of the purpose beneath it or the, the why driving it of what's ultimately lasting? What do I get to take to heaven with me? Like, where does this all lead? And what's the legacy yeah. of leaving with it? Um, yeah. I think it can become like, you just feel like you're sucked into this like um, hamster wheel of production, yeah. right? And yeah. of achievement. And so as someone who's been in the ministry space, in the entrepreneurship space, which, you know, I kind of think that it's funny that there's such separation, but, you know, <laughs> I think I've existed and in the family space, like I've existed in all these different realms. And one thing I found in the entrepreneurship space is it's probably the most like aligned with me as a driven woman, as a career yeah. goal oriented. I'm like, these people get me, you know, like I feel yeah. that. Yeah. But then sometimes I feel like there's this element, like you said of, gosh, we just get so focused on these numbers oh or these goals gosh. that they're like not celebrating the fact that like, Hey, I'm doing all of this. So I can ultimately spend, you know, week up weekly afternoons with my kids or so that I can take a year off when I become a mom or whatever that looks like. Right. And so I think it's just so important to understand. And like you talked about with keeping what, like keep the main thing, the main thing. And, and I think we can lose sight of that so quickly in the entrepreneurship space. And then I think on the flip side in the more kind of in, in the areas of, you know, maybe church and family and whatnot. Sometimes I think on the, like the opposite problem happens where if we do as women who are trying to become moms or our moms and our wives, if we have these bigger career aspirations um, that exist in our brain, there's, I think sometimes this like temptation to play small in that space because it Mm. feels like, oh, well, that's like not as celebrated in this other realm, right? In the church and family realm, it feels like, oh, you're just not prioritizing your family. So there's this tension I think that exists and we could dig into it for hours, but I just wanted to validate that if anyone else is at all like us in any way, which I think there are many women in my community like that and have yeah. expressed that. I think that is a challenge. And I don't know if there's a perfect solution other than what you've kind of shared of accountability, um, kind of continuing to ask the questions like, why am I doing the things that I'm doing? How do I yeah. draw boundaries? Right. Like it, I don't need to feel shame for having the big goals that I do, but I also don't need to make those goals gods right in my life. Yes. And that's what oh. we can do. So yeah. Anyways. And, and to that point, um, really quickly, Jordan, yeah. one thing I always teach and talk about is this concept of we need to stop looking at our lives as these like silos. Mm-hmm. So there's church over here and then there's there's business over here mm-hmm. and there's children over here. The way I like to look at it is I look at it really as maybe just one column, one silo, and things are layered on top of each mm-hmm. other. So for example, 
there is a lot of guilt sometimes. And to be really frank, I sometimes deal with this because as a, as a girl who loves Jesus, sometimes I'm like, Lord, I'm spending all this time building this business. I need to just be evangelizing. What am I doing with my life? Right? Like I need to be somewhere getting someone the gospel. Um, and, and the Lord has spoken to me a lot about the work I'm doing is really purposeful and I'm obeying him and I'm, and I'm doing the things he called me to do. Mm. And, and that's not just because I'm helping black women live, live these dream lives. If you're an engineer at a firm, your work matters, mm. right? If you are helping build roads for companies, if you're doing marketing and getting products out there for people who need it, like your work matters and you need to understand that your work, it does fit into your purpose yeah. and it does please God. And so this separation of, of work and business and, mm-hmm. and all these things, we need to bring them back together and see that they have value and impact too. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we feel like, oh, these things are passing away. They don't matter. But the word says, you know, occupy until I come. You know, God has given us work to do on this earth and people to impact in various ways. Like you work at an incredible company and there are people that when they see your smile, you are going to literally shift how they move just because you're there. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have to start giving purpose to the space we're in outside of just being in church, because of course that's easy to see the purpose. That's incredible, right? That's God's work, but there's purpose in playing with your kids. And sometimes I'm like, okay, I love playing with my kids. I have this work to do, but I have to sit down and be still and say, you see, there's purpose in this and this is good. And you're investing and there's purpose when you write your hundred page webinar or when you're at work and you're dealing with clients, like there's purpose in all of that. So we need to stop separating and start bringing things together. Hmm. I think that'll help a lot too. I would agree. I think sometimes we think of um, life in in genres because we are used to genres of books or of media or whatever. When there's really like, I mean, I often have people say things like, oh, because I've obviously been very open about the faith that I've had. And, um, you know, and we were just talking about this on the phone. But I mean, the challenge of that is when you go through really hard seasons of that, people expect you to just have the answers there. (laughs) And you're kind of like, no, like, I actually need to like breathe because that's not a genre of my life. Like, I think that's what Mm. people think is like, no, I, I don't categorize myself as a as a genre of like a Christian, whatever. It's like, I've believed this. This is a foundational thing for me, even though sometimes life will rock your foundation a lot. Um, But therefore, like everything's built on top of that rather than like, oh, you have a, you know, like it's like categorizing work like a Christian uh, business or a Christian. It's like, no, it's just like that's just like who I am. And so everything's just going to be built on that kind of like you said, almost putting it all into one silo founded like founded on your core beliefs um, yes. rather than, oh yeah, that's over there. And I pretty much just hang out in that silo when it comes to my work. But then over, it's like, it's, I think we almost like split things up so much and make it genre related when mm-hmm. in reality, I think that can be dangerous because then you feel like you're splitting your, I don't know. It's just, it, it becomes like, you're trying to create this balance in a weird way where that doesn't exist. Like oh, I need to spend just this much time in church and then this, this much time with work and this much time with this. And I think the reality is like when we give all of ourselves and give our best and show up in the best way we can um, with the right heart, with the right foundation, as much as uh, I guess that's humanly possible because we're human. Right. Um, I think that's kind of where we experienced kind of the freedom and the purpose that you're talking about and the motivation to show up and do things anyway. So anyways, I could go into a lot on that. I know we're like kind of uh, drifting a little, but I wanted to talk about that just a bit because when you had shared that with me, I thought, I think this is an important perspective. Just, I think it creates a lot of freedom and it creates a lot of intention around what we're doing, um, rather than feeling like, oh my gosh, we have to go crush it over here and crush it over here, you know? And it's like, yeah, Yeah. let's do it, but let's just do it well. And with the right mindset. So anyways, all that said, I want to come back around to something that I really wanted to touch on before we wrap up our call. And just, I I wanted you to speak into this as freely as, as possible, but when we first got connected, it was because a friend of mine sent me a video of yours. And I was so um, just intrigued by the video. I loved your voice. I loved your heart. I thought what you were saying was powerful and encouraging in many ways um, and just and just unique. I thought I, I loved the way you presented it. And so I would love if you could share. I mean, you know the video I'm talking about. Um, 
I would love if you could share anything from your heart as to like why yeah. that, why like you talked about, um, it was titled how we win and I'm going to let you explain what that means. Um, yeah. but I would just love to hear like, what was your heart behind that? And, and I think, I just felt like it really, the more I've gotten to know you encapsulated, I don't know if that's the right word, but just really kind of covered <laughs> so much of what you are doing through your business, through your programs, through your work. And I felt like it really just highlighted so much of your heart, the more that I've gotten to know you. So anything you yeah. want to share on what that looks like and why you not only shared it, but also said it, um, I would just love for you to share that. Absolutely. So I made a video. We all know what's been happening um, with the racial injustices in our country. And a lot of times when these things are happening, it's very easy to feel helpless. Um, you know, you feel very small or you feel like, you know, what can I really do to change things? And so what I have decided to do is lean heavily into the work I do in helping women land their dream jobs make more money, negotiate their salaries, build their dream businesses. Because one way that we win as Black women um, and as Black people really, period, is by economic empowerment, is by getting a seat at the table, right? It's about, you know, us shifting our mindsets and becoming the best versions of ourselves and this conversation it was important to me to have it because in no way shape or form am I dismissing what we've been through we the systematic oppression and the things that are happening in this country till today there it's insane and and I have cried and I have been upset and angry and I've just sat in my room and wondered what is life and after I've done all that I look at my two girls and I'm like how do I play a part in them having a better future? What can I do? And so I, I create this video and it's really focused on just us winning and us winning and standing strong in our spaces. And I know it's hard and I speak to hundreds of black women and it is challenging and we are facing microaggressions and we are facing oppression and we are being shut out of certain rooms and it's it's challenging but one thing I said in that video is this and I know this might be challenging for some people to hear but I always say that and I tell my women I want you to be undeniably amazing I want you to be so incontestably awesome that someone's gonna have to sit there and tell you to your face I'm not gonna give you a promotion because of the color of your skin do you see what I'm trying to say? I want you to be so amazing at what you do. I want you to focus on your level up and focus on your winning so much so that when you walk into a room or when you share an idea or when you're doing your work, people cannot deny your greatness. Hmm. And I'm not going to wait for the world to change because there's so much work that people have to do. So much work. But I'm not going to wait for the work to be done before I can be great. Hmm. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do what I can do in my own power. And I know, I mean, someone was saying that Black people are just so incredible. We've been through so much, yet we are millionaires and billionaires and stars and presidents and, you know, CEO of firms and starting businesses. And we have risen. Hmm. And my call was like, listen, women do not stop rising. Mm. We're going to let people do the work. We're going to let people continue to learn. We're going to let our white counterparts get a deeper understanding of allyship. They need to do the work. Absolutely. But what we're not going to do is wait on other people to open doors for us. We are going to open doors. And when we are positioned in the right places we can open doors for each other mm. though in my program we don't even really apply online women they connect authentically with people on linkedin and people are opening doors for them mm. people are opening doors and connecting with them i had a, um, a young lady in our program she connected with like the director of education at a company and the company was like or i, I believe in the school system and the woman was like, oh my goodness, you are fantastic. I want to tell you about two other roles that we have open. What's your email address? Let's make sure we connect. I want to, do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So she already, this woman in my community was already incredible. She connected with the right person and they were like, 
what can I do to move you forward? Mm. What can I do to make sure you have a seat at the table? Mm. Because you are what we've been looking for. You are incredible. Mm. So there's something about being incredible about what you do and then standing confidently in that awesomeness Mm. that just moves you forward and propels you. And again, there are challenges upon challenges. What I always say, though, is I have seen so many black women and men do incredible work and make it. And if they can make it in the face of adversity, I know we can make it, too. And I know you can make it, too. And I know I have to make it so I can show my girls there's hope for you. Mm -hmm. You can make it, too. So it's this story of just being awesome. It's the story of negotiating our salaries and asking for more. I have women in my community getting $20,000, you know, increases on their salary, $10,000 increases on their salary because I'm teaching them how to ask. Hmm. They're, they're standing in their confidence. They're standing in their greatness and they're asking and they're receiving. Hmm. So, you know, once we are equipped with the right tools, once we have our mindset and understand that we can win, when we start showing up in our excellence, we start kicking down doors. Mm. We also have people that look at us and say, oh, what's the next move you want to make? Because I'm going to help you get there. You are undeniable. So the message was really to my women about be undeniable and, and get what's yours. And let's mm. economically prosper because that's how we win. Because when we have money circulating in our community, we are able to do incredible things in our children's lives. We are able to, you know, write checks for people and change their economic status. There's so much in economic empowerment. So that was that was my message. I want us to boss up. I want us to to own our worth. I want us to walk in confidence with our head held up high. I want us to recognize just how incredible we are and how much impact we're making in our companies and then start to ask for the promotion, start to give ourselves those promotions by going to other companies and really just starting to just kill the game. So it was, it was a video. I went pretty deep because I really felt like it was a message we needed to hear. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that so powerfully too. I mean, I just sit here and I'm like this girl, she just owns it. Like you just do. (laughs) And I love that about you. It's hard to find people like that. I think sometimes, and, um, you know, I think women need to hear that. I think especially with everything that's been uh, that's been going on and what, what I found. So, I mean, I was empowered by it and I wasn't even who it was targeted to. You know, it yeah, was chal- yeah. I think it's challenging to all of us in its own way. But I think obviously it's it's specifically made for the women in your community. But even as a viewer, I was like, dang. I need to be thinking about these. Like, I think we, because I think like what I shared, let's go back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago, um, is kind of this tension of as a woman, right? Like there's the element of being a woman and then there's the element of being a black woman. And there's a ton of differences and experiences that go just with those two differences. But I think the universal experience that we all have as being a woman and straddling even the tension of, like I shared, especially if you come from a church background or you yeah. know, you're involved in a in community where maybe others don't have those same aspirations or desires where you can almost feel so held back and afraid to ask for the hard things or, you know, own the awesome gifts that you've had to where you're not even showing up fully in the spaces that you're made to have an impact. And I think yeah. like you kind of highlighted like that in many ways can be amplified in, in the black community. And I think yes. um, it's so important that you're speaking into women's lives the way that you are. And I think even as a woman who's a leader and a white woman, you know, I need to take things away from that. And I need to be a learning from people like you. Like, that's how we've talked, right? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just here to learn from you. Like, I want to give you the floor. But I also think um, simultaneously as a woman, I have felt tensions in other ways, you know, and I mm-hmm. think it's important to have a mindset and a healthy mindset and I think whether or not, and I just want to, you know, whether whoever's listening to this, whatever the color of your skin is right now, I just want to challenge you to think about this mindset that she's sharing and think, what does this mean? And how does this apply to me? Meaning, yeah. how am I maybe opening the door for others? How am yeah. I creating the opportunities that maybe I have the opportunity to create and maybe just need to Absolutely. be less um, focused on what I'm doing and look up and see the other awesome people around me. So maybe that's what it looks like for you. Maybe it looks yeah. like what you shared about bossing up and saying, okay, hold on. I need to own my awesome here and not be so afraid of what my sister's cousin, great aunt in Wyoming is going <laughs> to think of me. Like literally, you know, like I think yeah. there's this element of just like, 
I think, you know, like you talked about, there are definitely things going on in culture and society and things that need to be worked on. And I also think there's things going on in our heads, right? Depending on where we are and who we are. Yeah. But I, I just want to challenge you as a listener to not necessarily take this. And we talked about this before the call. Like this isn't meant to be like you listen to this and go, yeah, everybody else needs to work on it and get it together. No, I wanted her to share that because I think that mindset is, although made for a specific demographic, I think in many ways can also be applied to our lives thinking, how can I, how can I be thinking about this? How could I yeah. either be a door opener or how could I be more intentional about busting down doors because I've been holding back or because I felt like I don't have a seat at the table. I mean, I think it can, I I think it's just important to be asking those questions and I want that mindset to just sink in. And I want you to look at it from both lenses and think even what you shared about, you know, if one, I think you said something in the video and you were talking to black women, but you said, look, if you just peek in the door and you don't see any other black people in the room or you don't see any other black women in the room and then you're like, Oh, I don't want to be the only one. And you run away. Then you're not going to be that person for the next person who comes through the door yes. who's going to be there so that they come and sit down and others too. Right. And yeah. I think in, we need to be thinking about that. Like how can you show up in the discomfort, um, you know, mm. of whatever scenario you might be put in, even if you feel like the minority, even if you're the only woman in the room or if you're the only black person in the room, like yes. it's going to be uncomfortable like that, but that's how you become a door opener sometimes Yeah, is by yeah. going first, you know? And I think we yeah. need to be thinking about that and owning that. So feel free to speak into that. But I just really was, I wanted you to share that mindset and for us to be challenged by it and to be thinking, how does this apply to where we are yeah. right now, wherever we land when it comes to demographics or economics or anything, what does that mean for us? And how can we be more proactive about that? And what I love about what you said and how we make this applicable to so many different people, right? And it's so funny, Jordan, we have taken on so many identities in this conversation. We are Christians, we are wives, um, we are women after purpose. Mm-hmm. I'm a black woman, you're a white woman. We, I mean, there's so many things that we're talking about in this conversation today. Um, but one thing I think that's really powerful that you just said is this concept of being a forerunner mm-hmm. and being uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? And, and what that looks like for you, if you are in a space where you have the opportunity to open the door for someone, mm-hmm. um, you have the opportunity to break down you know, negative systems just within your family mm-hmm. or within the workplace, whatever. And knowing that you might be the only one and it's uncomfortable, but knowing that you're a forerunner and you're a trailblazer and you are literally going to create a path for others to walk on. It's like having the courage to do that, having the courage to be that only black girl, right? Knowing that you can set the tone and, and open up space. And when the next black girl peeks in, She's like, oh my gosh, there's someone there, hmm. right? Like we can connect. There's there's so much about being a forerunner and having the confidence to stand. And, and sometimes, even if we, as we talk about allyship, you and I have had so many great and candid and fun and, and transparent conversations. I probably about asked so many like. of the most ignorant questions ever. Yeah, and you're and so I patient. You're like, no, this is good. <laughs> no, this is right. And it's like, you're asking questions and let's talk about it. And, and let's just talk, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not... There are people who are like experts in anti-racist. I am not. I'm just a black girl living my life and, and trying to help mm-hmm. other people, right? And mm-hmm. so I just think we need to just find the courage, even when we talk about allyship, to, you know, finding the courage to to ask the questions and, and to do the work and to open the doors. I mean, there's a list going around right now called the pay it forward list. I don't know if you've seen it. Mm-hmm. I've been and it's pretty people- off social media. Oh yeah. And it's, it's going around um, a lot in the black community and it's literally people, executives, leaders of all races. And I think it's predominantly white um, on that list. Like, listen, I want to pay it forward. I want to do what I can to move, to open doors, to break glass ceilings, especially for black people. And the list Jordan has 1100, I think 1200 leaders and executives. Mm -hmm. And everyone I know that has used that list has gotten phone calls. I've done three phone calls, one about my app that I'm, I'm two phone calls that are about my app, another one about leadership and HR and hiring. Hmm. My husband has had three or four calls. The women in my community, one woman has seven calls lined wow. up with HR leaders. That is us coming together. That is mm-hmm. allyship. And these people, most of the calls I've had are with white people I've had calls with. Asian people. I've had calls with all types of people mm-hmm. and it's, the, there's this beautiful coming together and everyone's like, what can I do where I am? And that's what this really is about. Mm-hmm. Regardless of color, regardless of your socioeconomic status, wherever you are in life, it's mm-hmm. really sitting down and saying, 
what can I do to move others forward mm-hmm. and stop being so inward focused? So mm-hmm. that list is incredible. And if yeah. you can take that list and literally get a job at your dream company, there are dream companies on that list. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, this is allyship. This is, you know, people loving people and coming together and making sure that our brothers and sisters, because even as we talk about, you know, as we're Christians, we are each other's brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. So how do we help our neighbors? How do we help our brothers and sisters who are maybe having a hard time in a certain way or a certain area? How do we help them rise? Mm -hmm. How do we give them a foot up? Mm -hmm. How do we hold the door open? And I think that applies when we talk about race relations. I think that applies when we talk about friendships. I think that applies when we talk about the workplace and you're, you're a manager and then you see someone who's an associate and you see they're struggling. How do you give them a foot up so that they can have their dream career? Mm. So this really, this concept we're talking about, about caring, being a human being is, is powerful and can be applied in so many ways. Mm. You know, I think one of the most encouraging, not encouraging, but maybe most insightful elements of a lot of our conversations that we've had is your um, invitation to exactly what you said of saying, hey, like you've kind of put it really well. You're like, look, this isn't about just like becoming an activist overnight, right? You're not trying to become like the most, um, the top expert in all things activism, like because you have your zone of genius. You have your your place where you are walking in your purpose and you're saying, how can I make sure I'm helping other people level up and how am I kind of paving the way for them and equipping them with the tools they need, right? And in life, you know, and I think, um, What's so what was so encouraging to me about that is I think so many at first when, you know, this started to become so much more widespread on social media, which was probably very needed in many ways. Um, but I think yeah. a lot of people were like, OK, wait, do I have to like do I become an, like do, do I, to be an ally or to to help open doors for people? Do I have to like figure out how to be an activist every night? And yeah. I, I wrestled with that and I asked you those questions. I was like, does that mean I have to like turn my brand into being an activist brand in order to really be an and you were like, no, do what you know and do what you're good at. But can be like almost what we just talked about is asking those questions and taking on that mindset of like, but how can I use the influence that I have to, to give a voice to others, to create opportunities, to just be thinking a little bit more intentionally. Like literally I was talking with a friend about this and I don't know if I shared this with you, but even just how can I help my community that I currently have to lead be 1% like growing 1% better at a time, right? Because that's how we truly grow. I think sometimes when we want to do this full cold Turkey thing overnight where we just transform, it doesn't, it doesn't last. It doesn't stick. And I I told you about that. I'm like, I think that can just be like a trendy thing. And I would actually just rather like take the time and just ask you questions and invite and, and, and make invitations and open doors over the course of time. And just be an actual human and develop yes. real relationships and friendships yes. and not do things for purposes of PR or branding, which I think can exactly. be dangerous. So I'm rambling, but I'm just thankful that no. you were willing to share that so openly because it's really helped me understand what it means to walk in purpose, to not abandon purpose, to actually just up level in my purpose, you know, and to be yeah. a leader in that way. So anyways, I'm and, rambling, <laughs> but it's good. No, you're fine. And, and one thing I loved about our conversation, Jordan, and and this has been an interesting thing to watch some people speak on the topic and watch some things unravel really. And, and especially in the kind of coaching industry and, and online industry that you and I are in, mm-hmm. when we talk about purpose and when we talk about being a good human being to other human beings, it's recognizing what's going on. I think it's really important. And I think some people, you know, we, we talked a lot about, no one is asking to be an overnight activist and an overnight expert, Mm -hmm. but we are absolutely saying, do the work, learn, speak, listen. Mm -hmm. Right. And what I think is important is that people cannot use their purpose to hide. Right. And say, well, I talk about cars. And so I'm not going to interrupt the fact that I talk about cars Mm -hmm. to talk about this thing. It is not on brand. Being human and loving people will always be on brand, mm-hmm. right? And so it's not that your entire page now becomes a page of activism. Mm-hmm. But if you have, you know, Black followers, Black friends, if you even think Black people are good, <laughs> you should, there should be something where you share in some capacity. And it's not for, 
you know, so people will love you or PR, Mm -hmm. even if it's around, you're just doing the work. And one thing I love about you is you were doing so much work and you weren't even sharing it. Mm -hmm. We were talking and you're like, okay, you see I'm doing? And I'm like, girl, okay, you are not playing. Mm -hmm. And you were just like, I don't even want to share this stuff because it just becomes so fake sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so I also still love that you very clearly shared, like, this is important and black people are important. Mm -hmm. And I love my people and I love my Mm -hmm. friends and I love this community of people and mm-hmm. so I just thought it was important to in some way shape form fashion whether you're having a lot of one-on-one conversations you are doing something behind the scenes it's like you cannot just sit there and just say nothing or right. this is off brand or this is not a part of me mm-hmm. that's that's not purpose always includes humanity and being good to people one thing that a friend of my husband shared that he used to play football with that I think really resonated, and I'm curious what you think of it because I kind of want to wrap up on this note, um, mm-hmm. but he, he had said something like, I wish the world were more like a football locker room. And at first I was like, huh? Like <laughs> That sounds terrible, you know? And yeah. the way that he had put it was though like, we were different and we didn't deny those differences. We actually celebrated those differences. Like we had fun regarding those differences. It wasn't like a, and, and we were, because we were working toward a common goal and we were all on the same team and it wasn't like a, you know, the way he put it was so, I probably butchering it, but I thought it was so interesting. And my husband kind of really agreed. He's like, you know, in college football, you know, it's like there were men and from all different backgrounds, complete different skin colors, all of that. And he said, you know, he came from, a very predominantly white background and he's like that just totally opened my my understanding and my worldview and my my friendship circle and all those things but I just thought it was really interesting how they kind of a lot of the guys really then agreed like yeah I mean being in a football locker room you're you're celebrating one another's differences through through humor or through um you know the way that you get to know one another through being on the field and and being you know catching and receiving and playing toward a common goal and yeah mourning a loss together when you go through a loss and and celebrating a win together when you go through a win but even understanding like even in our differences those are actually our strengths you know like those that what makes us different allows us to be a full team and I don't know I just thought it was an interesting perspective of like just how much brotherhood is developed in a space like that and I think what you were talking about with brother and sister uh, or being brothers and sisters it just reminded me of when his friendship shared that because it was an interesting perspective and I think I don't know I'm just curious what you think of that because I was like yeah that's so true in so many ways you know yeah, and I think that is incredible, and that works beautifully when everyone in the community honors each other, mm. right? And when there is that respect and there is that authentic care and love. Mm. The issue at hand is when you are trying to create that atmosphere, and there are people that don't carry the same beliefs of equality and joy and love. Mm-hmm. And so if your husband's in that locker room and half the people are like, yo, like, let's connect. We are family. We are cool. And the other half are like, uh, mm-hmm. then he would miss out on the camaraderie. There wouldn't be that that beauty and that balance and that joy and that fellowship. So it really takes everyone coming to the table and and saying, okay, you know, we are going to walk in true love and and operate and see each other with, you know, equality. Mm-hmm. We are going to see each other as equals. Mm-hmm. We are going to open the door for each other. I think we all have that challenge of what does it look like to take ownership? And yes, when it comes to really race relations, yes. And also in life, like that's even going back to the video. Absolutely. I mean, that's kind of what you were challenging all of us to in one way or another, even though you were speaking to a specific demographic. I think what I took yeah. it as was, okay, what are areas I need to level up? What are areas I need? Like part yes. of leveling up isn't just increasing your salary or isn't just yes. like all that's important. But I think part of leveling up too is just saying like, well, where do I need to take ownership or where can I make a better effort or what's one step I can yes. be taking in a positive direction, whatever that looks like. And that's going to be different for all of us. But I think that element of ownership is, I mean, my husband's been reading a book or I don't know if he's still reading it, but he was reading a book called mm-hmm. Extreme Ownership and it was by a former mm. Navy SEAL. And it even talks about mm. like as a leader of a company or whatever, if someone beneath you makes or of a, you know, if you're a manager or a team leader or a captain or whatever, if someone beneath you makes a mistake, like that's on you, like that's your wow. ownership. And I thought, yeah, that's like a whole nother level. But the point is yeah. like, just the importance of saying like, hey, I'm not just going to like go blame so and so for this, you know, 
thing that I did or this thing that went wrong on my team or whatever it is. And I think that level of ownership is really uncomfortable. And it's also the like mark of a leader. So what does that, what does that look like? And I think that's, like I said, I mean, you could probably speak into this too, but just overall, I think as humans, we're, we are resistant to taking ownership of the areas where maybe we've been wrong or the areas where we've not understood or the areas where we've been ignorant or the areas where we've, um, you know, been lazy or the areas, you know, on this topic. Yes. But I think just in life, that's the case. I think that's why so often we feel held back from our purpose or from our, our calling or from the, the change we can make in the world because we are uncomfortable getting uncomfortable. And so anyways, it kind of all comes back to that in so many ways. It's just like, there's so much here, but all that said, I know we're, we're, we're going on and on, but I just, I really wanted to hear your perspective on some things and get, you know, I, I really appreciate so much of what you've shared and your empowering approach towards so much of this that I think can be, can, you can, we can feel the tension that we've talked about feeling, or it can be heavy or we feel stuck or like our hands are tied or so many different things. But I think your yeah. approach and that mindset, we can all adopt in, in whatever ways, you know, we really need to wherever we find ourselves, whether it's socioeconomically or skin color or mark where we are in the marketplace or where we are in seasons of life. I think just really trying to think through like, what does this look like for me and how can I apply it is so, so key. So as yeah. we talk about uncovering purpose and everything else. Um, if, if a listener wants to dig more into what you do and your resources and all of that, where can they find you? Where can they learn more? Watch the video if they want to watch the video yeah. or just check out all that you've got going on. Yeah. So a great place to find me is on Instagram and it's ECMEMENA. So it's I-S-I-M-E, another M-E-N-A. And so you find me on there and you'll have access to my website. You'll have access to powerful make power moves and all that jazz. So yeah, connect, send me a DM say, hi, I heard you on Jordan's podcast. I would love to connect. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for um, just all that you've shared and your, 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 I wanted to say wisdom and insight at the same time. And it came out as like winsight. Okay. So (laughs) because words are hard and I need to eat. Uh, But no, seriously, thanks for your wisdom. Thanks for your insight. Just thank for your, thank you for your honest approach too. And for just the words that you share, the work that you're doing in your community and how you've now been willing to share that with, with us and my community. I'm really thankful. Y'all go check out EC. She's great. I feel like we've just become like instant friends over the last few weeks and, or maybe the last last month or so now, but thankful for all the, all that you've taught me as well. So EC, thank you for being on the show, my friend. It has been an honor. Absolutely. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content and it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.